Well, hi, everybody. Happy Monday to you. This is Heidi St. John. You have found me here at the intersection of faith and culture. This is the Off the Bench podcast. It's Mailbox Monday, and you guys have sent in, as usual, a ton of wonderful, great questions, and I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes or so answering them. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys are doing good wherever you are. Uh, I want to say, you know, I guess I, I want to start out the show today by just saying thank you to everybody who's listening, all those of you who are writing in to me at the show. We get dozens of questions every week, and it's just a joy to hear from you, to hear your feedback. A lot of your questions very thoughtful, and it encourages me because what I see is a whole bunch of people wanting to dig into what's happening around them, to be thoughtful in how they educate their children, thoughtful in how we uh, receive medical care, all those kinds of things. And your questions even that you uh, that you send in for Dr. Mark are really phenomenal. So thank you guys for doing that. If you'd like to have your question answered here at the show, the very best way to do that is to become a subscriber to the Heidi St. John podcast. And you can do that by hopping on over to Spotify and clicking on the subscribe button. That'll take you to a VIP listener section and also it will give you VIP access here at the show to uh, to submit your questions. So we hope you guys will do that. Becoming a subscriber to the show is just really another way to help keep this show moving and keep it on the air five days a week. We really appreciate those of you who are subscribing to the Heidi St. John podcast. All right, I'm going to just tackle your questions one at a time today. And during happy hour, I'm going to tackle more of them. So we'll spend 20 minutes or so today uh, going through your questions and then I'll come back and I'll tackle some more for happy hour. The first one comes from an anonymous listener in Maryland. This one actually broke my heart. She said, Heidi, an elementary aged child in our neighborhood is transitioning. The child and his siblings come to our house and they ask my children to play. What should we do? We have told our children our beliefs on this, but this is still a child. So uh, as I said before, Anonymous, uh, this issue is absolutely heartbreaking. I don't understand why the church has largely remained silent on it. This is the gender mutilation of children. It's child abuse. You're in a rough spot, Anonymous, because we are talking about a child. But I want to remind you that your first priority is not to this child that is transitioning. It is to your own children. And we are called to protect our children. And so if your mother instinct is telling you that you need to protect your children from the influence of this young child who is being lied to and is transitioning. Uh, the, the reality is the Bible teaches us that bad company corrupts good character. Our children are very unwise. They come to us as literally a blank slate. The government schools are riding on our children and we are seeing the devastating results of that right now in the skyrocketing number of rapid onset gender dysphoria patients that clinics are seeing around the United States. The explosion of gender ideology in our schools has led to an explosion of clinics really for transitioning all around the country. And I'm telling you what, you guys, it is evil. It is evil from sunup to sundown. And so if it was my child, if it was if it was my neighbor uh, who was coming over to play with my children, I would probably be limiting that contact. I wouldn't be a jerk, but there are lots of ways that you can say, oh, you know what, sweetheart, we can't play today. And I would just keep doing that. You know, uh, be nice to this child. You can, you know, uh, for goodness sake, I'm just telling you right now, because I've seen this with my own two eyes and I've heard stories from parents around the country that this 
ideology is like a virus. And once it infects a child, it's very hard to unseat it. And so that would be my counsel to you. Your first responsibility is to your own children to protect their hearts and their minds. And then pray for this child, pray for his parents. Uh, that is a, that's a tragedy that shouldn't be happening. And unfortunately, I think we're going to be dealing with the fallout from this kind of ideology now for years and years to come. Joanne in Missouri said, how can I help your ministry? I just listened to your podcast with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I am infuriated. Well, I'm really happy actually for once that you're in, that somebody's infuriated because if you're not furious about what's happening in our public school system, you're not paying attention. So I love that Joanne in Missouri is paying attention. If you'd like to help actually uh, we are trying to help people learn how to start these resource centers all over the country, very similar to what we're doing here, that God's blessed the ministry. And I think it's because God's heart is for children. And you just heard from this anonymous listener in Maryland, you know, she's got a little neighbor uh, child who has been injured by, I'm sh- I guarantee you it's the public school system. And now this child is going to be uh, transitioned into a member of the opposite sex and probably have uh, her genitals mutilated and have her life ruined. I mean, that's literally what they're doing. You can help us by giving to the nonprofit organization, which is Firmly Planted Family. My husband and I uh, founded Firmly Planted a long, long time ago. It's about 25 years old now. It's a nonprofit that's been around for a very long time. And we would love and welcome your monthly support. Monthly support is what helps us do what we're doing for the nonprofit organization. And so we appreciate you uh, helping us in this endeavor. If you guys want to find out more about the Resource Center, you can either just Google the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center, see what we're doing. We've created a manual that's for sale there. Uh, It's over 100 pages and it will tell you exactly how we set up the Homeschool Resource Center. Uh, it talks about the the business, sort of the business model and then the practical side of it, how we keep our children safe, how do we do background checks, uh, all those kinds of things. All of that stuff is in that manual. So check it out at Firmly Planted uh, and uh, and look up the Homeschool Resource Center. And more than anything, uh, you guys, obviously the money is very important. Uh, money, it takes money. <laughs> right now we've got uh, desks going in around here. We've got computers going in. We've got students coming and parents coming. We just had our very first um orientation for this new year and we had almost 400 people attend that and we're going to do that three more times and so as you can imagine there's a lot of students around here it takes money to maintain a facility like this and God's been very very good to us and this building and this ministry runs on the donations of people like you. So Joanne, thank you for asking that question. I really do appreciate it. An anonymous listener in Alabama wrote in to say, what are your thoughts on Vivek Ramaswamy? He seems to be unclear on where he stands on religion, although he has strong convicting principles. How do Christians navigate these challenging topics? Well, first of all, I don't know a whole lot about Vivek Ramaswamy. I actually wasn't that impressed with his performance at the GOP debate the other day. He's not unclear where he stands on religion, however. Vivek is a devout Hindu, and I've heard him talk about his Hindu upbringing He says that he uh, believes wholeheartedly that America, however, was founded on Judeo-Christian values, and he has said that he will uphold those values. And uh, the only thing I would say about Vivek so far, actually, I loved his book. So he wrote a book called Woke Incorporated several years ago, long before he ever announced his run for Congress. And I loved that book. I was fascinated by it. He calls out the corporate media. He understood ESG before anybody else was talking about it. He's very young. I want to say he's 37 years old. 
but as a, uh, a young conservative, for his conservative principles, as a general rule, I agree with him. But there are some alarming things that he stands for that I disagree with strongly. The first of those things is the decriminalization of hard drugs. If you want to see what that looks like, take a flight to Portland, Oregon, and you will see people passed out on the street. You're going to see people shooting up heroin and doing fentanyl right on right on the street corners in downtown Portland. The, uh, the murder rate in Portland has quadrupled in the last couple of years. This idea that we should decriminalize hard drugs instead of putting drug dealers away and helping people get off drugs is stupid. It's really stupid. And so I don't know where Vivek is getting his counsel on that particular topic, but I'd love to sit down with him and say, uh, dude, change your tune on that. Also, I don't think he's very strong on the Second Amendment, and that bothers me as well. But I have heard a lot of things from Vivek that I like and I appreciate, and I will continue listening to him. Uh, He's likely not going to get my vote, however, in the primary, particularly if he doesn't change how he views uh, the, the decriminalization of hard drugs. Uh, Yezzy in Florida wrote in to say, I don't have a question. I just want to say you've inspired me to homeschool our children. It's possible and I work full time outside the home. It just takes planning and dedication. Thank you for encouraging me. God bless you and your family. Well, Yezzy, that just made my entire day. And I love that you have rightly pointed out that we can work full time even and homeschool our children. And I've said this many times, where there's a will, there's a way. And we need to ask the Lord. We need to uh, seek help from our friends and our neighbors. It's a large part of the reason why my husband and I started the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center, which, by the way, if you guys don't understand the history of the ministry here, Firmly Planted gets its name from Psalm 1-3. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By now, you guys know my grave concern for the future of our country that is basically at risk because our public high schools and our universities are pushing communism and socialism as if they were beneficial to the nation. If you want to teach your students how to defend the history of this country, we've got a great opportunity for you. You can learn from a teacher who has founded a college that rivals the Ivy League's an activist who has fought to protect religious freedom, and a lawyer who's argued before the Supreme Court and won. Michael Ferris brings his knowledge and expertise working within the American political and legal systems right into your home in a brand new 30-week course designed for high school students. The lectures are packed with personal stories and thoughtful questions from this seasoned expert, and your students will form a thoughtful stance on the American ideals this country was founded upon and leave with the tools to defend that stance. Pre-enroll by August 15th with the promo code HEIDI to participate in live Q&As with Mike Ferris. Remember, there are co-op and single household options available. This is fully online and it's self-paced. Content for the fall semester releases August 3rd, and Unit 1 is available for free when you create an account at Lumen.com. That's L-U-M-I-N-N.com. And don't forget, use the coupon code HEIDI15, that's H-E-I-D-I-1-5, by August 15th to save 15%. 
The Bible teaches us that the man who trusts in the Lord or the woman who trusts in the Lord is like a tree who's firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever he does prospers. And that's what we want as children of God. We want our kids to be firmly planted by streams of living water that yield their fruit in season and whatever they do prospers because they're walking in right relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's the uh, underpinning of everything that we do. And it just encourages me to no end, Yessie, that you have pulled your kids out of the the, uh, devastating public school system and you have taken back responsibility for educating your children. And so thank you for writing in to tell me that. I, I greatly appreciate it. Annie in East Tennessee. Hey, Annie. She says, Heidi, I'm a mother of one boy, and I had him during the pandemic. My grandchild, I had actually uh, two grandchildren born during the pandemic. We have always wanted at least two kids, but when I see the signs of the times, I'm concerned that this isn't a good idea. I've talked to God about it, but I'm struggling to find perspective on it. I feel like we are living in the end times. Well, Annie, last week I talked a little bit about this, and you might want to go back and listen to my podcast uh, that was really addressed to those of us who feel very much like we are living in a Babylonian captivity, that we have been exiled. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but unless there is tremendous revival in the church, unless we start to see uh, Christians running for and getting elected to uh, positions of authority in this land, men and women of conscience, men and women of, of character, of moral character, uh, I think it's, we're in for some pretty rough sailing. And I read to you from Jeremiah 29, so I want to read that again to you briefly. So go back and listen to that podcast that I did. In fact, I'll link to it in the show notes today to make it a little bit easier for you to find. But I was talking about the passage in Jeremiah 29 where God instructs the Israelites in exactly how they're supposed to behave, even though they're living in difficult times. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now you got to remember that very much like what we're dealing with here, the Israelites were being punished for the way that they had abandoned the ways of God. They had turned their way on him or their backs on him. They had disobeyed him. And so God finally had enough and said, see you later. Nebuchadnezzar is going to carry you off into uh, exile. And that's exactly where they were. And God, through the prophet Jeremiah, is trying to encourage them uh, that this, even though he has them here, and the point of that exile, right, is to bring these people back into conformity with the will and the word of God and to walk in obedience. But in the meantime, as they're being exiled, he gives them instruction. This is what he says. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. That is a good word. And that is, I think, God's heart for you, even in the midst of what we see potentially uh, coming to the United States. The word of the Lord proves faithful. And uh, I would just say, if it's on your heart, you and your husband, and you guys want to have more children, have more children. We are not called to live in fear. Uh, The Bible teaches us in the book of Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Well, what does it look like? Uh, in the midst of this uh, crazy season that we find ourselves living in to have power, love, and a sound mind. Well, it looks like not living in fear. And according to Jeremiah 29, it looks like 
uh, having more children, settling down, planting gardens, and praying for the place that you call home. For Heidi St. John, that's Washington State, and it's the, uh, the, the United States of America that I pray for fervently every day. God would have you pray for the area that you're from. All right, I had a great question from Terry in North Carolina. Heidi, you are so incredibly busy. A homeschooler, entrepreneur, businesswoman, podcaster, YouTuber, founder of the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. Well, Terry, I'm getting tired just reading this list. Wife, mother, grandmother, please talk about the time time management and how entrepreneurs and businesswomen like myself, a homeschool mom, wife, uh, can do all these things without the overwhelm. Well, couple things, uh, Terry, thank you for your question. A couple things that come to my mind right off the top is that uh, there is a peculiar kind of grace that's over my family for what the Lord has called us to do. Not everybody runs on the same kind of octane that Heidi St. John (laughs) runs on, and I recognize that. And so lest you think that I do it all, I do not do it all. Um, We have uh, people that work for us. It's part of the reason why we're so thankful that we have the support that we do here at the podcast. Every single time someone subscribes to the Heidi St. John podcast on Spotify um, or visits a sponsor from the show or becomes a monthly supporter, they're helping me accomplish the thing that God has asked me to do. I don't think we can do most of these things alone. And so uh, I was very early on in my um, blogging sort of, you know, I put in air quotes, career because I accidentally fell into writing. I accidentally fell into speaking. I was actually, uh, you know, how some people, some women love to, you know, knit or crochet or garden to, you know, to relieve stress, whatever. I like to write. And so I started a blog just for fun, just to sort of um, de-stress and do something I enjoyed at the end of the day. And as it turned out, the thing that I was writing resonated with a whole lot of people. And that, of course, translated into a seven-book deal with Tyndale and into several books that I have self-published. My newest book, of course, just uh, releasing in a couple of days from now, and you guys can find that anywhere books are sold. It's called Mom Strong 365. But uh, I always like to tell people, you know, we want to do what God asks us to do. And the only way that you'll know what God asks you to do is to spend time in prayer with him. And if he's given you the dream of writing a book or starting your own business or whatever it is, he will give you the means to do it so that it doesn't run you over and leave you on the side of the road for dead. And I often see uh, young mothers in particularly, uh, in particular, and it grieves me, to be honest, who are trading in these the precious years they have with their young children for platform and platform is what's coveted in the culture right now I don't believe it's it's uh, necessarily uh, honoring to God when we pursue in fact I know it's not when we pursue platform over the direction that God maybe would want us to go now that said if God calls you to a, a life of public ministry for example or to start a local you know bakery in your town or whatever it is that you're passionate about you know if you guys Anybody wants to send me sourdough, I will always take your sourdough. I am like absolutely obsessed with making sourdough. It's something that <laughs> that I find particular joy in if I'm home at all. If I know I'm going to be home for a couple of days, boy, howdy, I'm taking Amelia out of the fridge and I'm giving her, I'm feeding her and I'm making sourdough bread because it's something I love to do. I'm not going to turn that into a business because I don't have time to do that. But I think what you need to know, Terry, more than anything else is if you want to find success in the thing that God's asked you to do, honor God's priorities. And here's what they are. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. 
that's where we start. And so that means that my day starts with just asking the Lord. And I don't always get this right. I love to sit here and tell you guys that I'm a perfect Christian who's always in the Bible every day and always just, you know, right in there with the Lord. I struggle like the rest of you. Uh, Sometimes I wake up late. Sometimes I wake up grumpy, (laughs) you know, Uh, and and God tells us in his word that if we want to find success in this life, the way to do that is to honor his priorities. And so we know that the first thing we should be doing is to uh, set the bar, you know, high so that we start our day off by talking to the Lord. And then out of an overflow of what God does between me and him, I pour into my husband. And out of an overflow of what God does between the two of us, we pour into our children. And out of an overflow of what God does in our family, then we're able to pour into the community. What you don't want to do is get those things backward. You don't want to pour into your business and then pour into your family. And often, I mean, that is why marriages fail. That is when we begin to see um, all manner of a trouble come into our families when we get our lives out of sync, when our priorities are not right. And so that I think is the most important thing is to honor God's priorities and and then check your motives. Check, you know, Lord, why is it um, that I have this on my heart? Is this from you? Is it from me? Because we want to do what God wants us to do. We don't want to walk ahead of God and we don't want to lag behind. We want to walk with him. And so Terry, that's my encouragement to you. And I appreciate you writing in. I've got a couple other questions I'm going to address for happy hour today. An anonymous listener in Texas is concerned about the problems in their youth ministry. So I'll be talking about that in happy hour. And also we're going to be talking a little bit more about um, pastors that are still sending their kids to public school. I have some thoughts on that. And I'm going to answer one more question Uh, about the good and the beautiful, and I'll be doing that at happy hour today. So if you guys are subscribed to the show, stick around. We'll spend a few more minutes answering your mailbox Monday questions. If you would like to subscribe to the Heidi St. John podcast, the way to do that is to head on over to Spotify and click on the subscribe button. You guys, it's a great way for you to uh, support the show. When we launched that subscription service, I hope you guys noticed that I did not take away any of the uh, material that I always bring to you Monday through Friday. We have simply added to it. So if you would like to have uh, access to that, the way to do that is to become a subscriber and you can do that at Spotify. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for leaving reviews for the show at iTunes and at Rumble and at YouTube. And uh, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. We appreciate that. We're praying for you. Love your people well today. And uh, I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and